Hi, welcome to the Wednesday Brother Show. I'm your host, Paula. Today, my wife has a story to tell about his encounter. Hi, everybody. Uh, a little late at night here. So today I was going to some family to do laundry. Yes, I do that. We moved. We don't have machines yet. It's just the way life is. Anyway, I was driving on this overpass on the back roads to visit with my parents and there's usually someone on the sidewalk side the other side of the road begging you know in the area where we live uh, it's it's a nice area but it also has some poverty issues um, and today there was someone on the other side of the road on the other side of the road there's no protection there's no sidewalk just guardrail. And this person was very old, had to be in his 70s or older. And he was hunched over, moving so slowly. And instantly I stopped. And I stepped out and I tried to talk to him. And as I came closer, I could see that his hands were arthritic. He was using a cane. So it was obvious to me this person's not faking it, especially standing so close to him. He was even wearing a mask and, you know, and I was trying to keep a, a, a fair distance, but, you know, trying to communicate with him also. I thought he needed transportation. I asked him, because that's a very dangerous place to be. Sir, is there anywhere I can take you? Do you need me to drive you somewhere? Because it seemed wrong to me that a person with that kind of need should should be on the road by himself like that. Yeah, it's dangerous out there. It is. And it's cold. And it's also rainy. <laughs> so I, uh, I asked him and he said, no, I'm just trying to get some cash to, to get food to eat. I forgot what I had in my wallet because you know most recently I didn't really have anything in the way of cash in my wallet so I didn't know I could help him I didn't think about that until later I kept on offering to give him a ride or ask if there was anything I could do and he just stood there with his broken up cardboard sign stuck under his arm standing on the road saying no I'm just trying to get something to eat and I knew that he was where he was supposed to be for the moment because that's where he decided to be because it's all he could do to help himself. Yeah, also bring us to the issue that I did when um, COVID started on March um, of 2020, many people lost, um, lost jobs, homes. We have a higher percentage of people um, on the streets on the streets we have cases uh, we see them on uh, reported daily that people are living in their homes like the one with a mother with uh, two children he was trying to he was trying to prepare a bed for his children at the back of his car seat so they can sleep then someone took a sh uh, took a picture of them and posted on YouTube we went on YouTube, it went viral.
It's sadly that these things are happening. But with my experience when I was go when I was in Kenya, it was very hard to see someone being homeless. I don't know. I'm probably sure there are homeless people in Kenya. Because uh, if you check out the statistics on 2000 uh, 2019, they say there's about 47 million people in Kenya. And about 28 million of those people are below the poverty line. That means someone is suffering. But when I was growing up in, in, um, in Malindi, to be specific, um, it was very hard to come around homeless. I know there were people who were struggling, but the most common thing that I knew was that people were providing for each other. For example, me and my friend. It's not that my mom, um, my grandmother, my grandfather didn't have anything. It's just that sometimes I didn't like the food they were making. So I will skip eating at my house. I will go eat at my friend's house. And when my friends don't have food, they will come and eat at my place. Then with time, we grew this community of almost 15 to 20 children. Every night around 7 p.m., we will all cook together. We will all try to chip in something a little bit, each one of us. We all make food. It was the beautiful moment of my teenager. I think I was 14, 15. And at the same time, everyone had a dream. They all wanted to become musicians. They will start, it was like a practice time where someone will start singing a chorus, then everyone else will start rapping. Then another one will bring in a chorus. And everyone was tired up. It was like, it was like a boot camp. And most of the, the people who were there, I know they didn't have homes. They didn't have places to sleep. So they used to sleep on the top roof of a, of an, a building. On the top, everyone will put like a mat over there. And you'll have like 10 or 15 people sleeping there. Unless when it's raining, they all go inside the house. Used to be fun. And it's hard to think of uh, homelessness as being fun, you know, but when you're, when you're in a different kind of place and when you are in a different kind of community and when you're a child, you know, all of those ideas, they have a different concept than here in the United States. Me seeing that old man, I was, you know, on my way to doing something and I'm hormonal right now. Okay. We're expecting, and this is not something that changes the way I think, but it impacts the way I feel. And so when I was driving away from that person, overwhelmed because at the moment when I interacted with him, I didn't know what to do. I found myself crying. I found myself identifying with him as a precious and loved child of God who just didn't have what he needed. And all I could do was pray for him. 
Now, I'm not saying that that's all you can do. Certainly, some of us can do something. Afterward, I kept thinking, well, I could have given him um, something. I could have taken him on a drive through if I didn't have cash. What could I have done? I was trying to say that there's always something we can do. I'm not saying it has to be like we have to change that person's life or destiny. We really can't plan that. You know, there's rare stories, but those are the exceptions and not the rule. And sometimes you just have to protect yourself. There's nothing you can do about that situation. But I think sometimes that we can do more. I think there are some times when we're in the moment that we don't know how to respond. We don't know how to have empathy for that person because it hurts too much or we've never experienced that kind of hardship or we just don't want to feel that way for, for another person we don't know. But every person deserves that kind of compassion no matter no matter where they're coming from even if there's someone you think that you don't like even but there's someone you don't know you know they have they have value and that's all that's all someone you know if you can do something why not try Yeah, another thing, um, when you come across anyone, I think you should try to help them a little bit. Cause I think I think that's the most humane thing someone can do is help another one. Another thing, uh, mostly what I know in Kenya is that family try to stick together. They are, they are not divided that much because the laws in Kenya they don't bring people apart mostly and people have uh, lived uh, depending on each other 